So, hey y'all, it's your girl Cherry Wine, and I'm back with another episode of Wine Time. And this episode is super, super special to me. Not to throw shade or be funny to nobody else, but I got my girl, Angel, of the Dirty Talk podcast, better known as The Mermaid from The Mermaid and the Lion podcast. And not only is she all of that, she just so happens to be my goal slash accountability partner. So this is why... I'm giving her so much praise because, you know, this is my pumpkin. Hey, Angel. Hi, how do you even say anything after that? Like, I'm trying to come with humility after you said all that. Like, you so silly. Yeah. But I guess I'm going to do what my, my internet family will try to hold the humble. Like, thank you. Thank you. So what's going on? There's nothing just out here trying to live life and move these pods ahead and and actually trying to break my fear of coming out of quarantine. Oh, you scared to come out? I'm scared. Girl, to I ain't going out. I wasn't out before we had to be quarantined and I ain't going out when it's, when the thing is lifted. <laughs> the thing but my going out is not like oh I want to go to bars and stuff like that like my half of my family's in California I haven't seen my dad in a very long Aww. time and like you know stuff like that like oh should I get on so the plane you, you know my grandparents are yeah. your fear is so flying kind of, it's, it's well not being in a plane per se, but being in that close proximity mm-hmm. with people, going to get my eyebrows done and the chick breathing in my face, that's killing me. Like, you know, <laughs> all of these things. That's my version of outside. Um, I've just barely started eating out because I'm afraid of the people breathing on my food because, um, you know, before they close the container. Like, yeah, oh. I mean, I feel you because I ain't been to the nail salon yet and I faithfully get my petties and I've been doing them myself. And my eyebrows, you see them every Thursday. They're a little bushy. But um, I'm going to make it do what it do. Because I refuse to let me and them touch me yet. See, that's all I'm saying. I'm trying, but I'm trying to. Because at some point, you got to. You got I mean, to you know, I mean, because at this point, I believe that this is going to be our new normal. So we're going to have to test the waters out just a little bit. So maybe we could start off with the eyebrows and just put our mask on and some shades or something so they don't be all up on our face. I'm going to bring my person a shield. I'm going to go to Amazon and be like, hey, this is brand new. Okay. You put on your mask and put on this shield. And gloves and all, girl. Everything. Don't touch me. So tell my audience a little about yourself and what you do. For those of you who don't know Angel. 
Hello to everyone who doesn't know me. I'm happy that you have the opportunity to get to. I have two pods out there. One of them is my baby, and that's Dirty Talk Podcast. That's where I beat the streets and I survey guys and ask them a series of sexual or relationship-type questions. I bring the data back on set, and I interview one guy, and we talk about the data or we talk about their perspectives and I only interview male guests so that women and can get perspectives from men and also um, guys who listen can get affirmation or learn a different perspective from how other men are out there moving in these streets so Dirty Talk is my first pod and we're almost at a year so that's my baby but then I have my ultimate passion project that I get to do with the love of my life, The Mermaid and the Lion, and it's a scripted audio drama. And it's about our relationship, um, as toxic as it may be, we we still in here, still hanging in, and we kind of tell our story from an entertaining perspective, we like to think and hope. And it's our journey from the very beginning, from before we met, and each season is a new phase of our interactions with one another. So the talking phase, the dating phase, us as newlyweds and entering into marriage, we're gonna hit that seven year itch, all of that good stuff. And right now we're in the dating season. So season two just dropped and we're so happy with what we're putting out there. And we're so grateful for all the feedback that we've been getting from everyone, the positive feedback. And thank you guys for listening. All right, so that's pretty much it. Oh, I wrote a book too called Release Me. That's out there in these streets today. I know this is launching later, but today is actually September 30th. It's a one-year anniversary of me releasing my independent novel. So this is a happy day for me because I'm here with my accountability. And she'll check in on me, you guys, on the days I need it the most. I'm not expecting anything. And she'll be like, hey, how you doing? I'm like, oh, thank you. Yash, you knew I needed a person me to touch my goals today i mean you do the same thing for me because when you texted me the other day i was really about to pull a little bit of hair that i got left out and i'm like oh she was right on time with the check-in because baby i was about to risk it all (laughs) (laughs) well i'm glad I'm glad you didn't go totally bald not that you couldn't i mean you know listen i'm a i'm a rocket Whatever it is, I'm a rocket. Um, back to the Mermaid and the Lion. I just want to tell everybody that the Mermaid and the Lion is my guilty pleasure, and I patiently wait every week for it to drop. It's like a, a series that you're watching on TV, and you just can't wait to another to the next episode come out. And that's how I feel when I'm listening to the Mermaid and the Lion. So if y'all ain't listen to it, go catch up. Because it's getting good, okay? Thank you so very much. And you know, and I've had the pleasure of having some people who I am huge fans of come and support me on the show also. Like one take. Oh, yes. He's coming. He's blessed the mic. George from Soul Boxing Show mm-hmm. has blessed the mic. Linnea from Unpacking the Box. She is what kicked us off. And she gave us such a, like she propelled us as the start. And, and I just think everybody tracy from melanated mom i could continue go on and on daisy who you were just on her show from double dose of rock talk she's a staple in season yes two. i can't wait because <laughs> the first season was it was so good and then you just left us like all right what's gonna happen next because <laughs> the only other 
scripted podcast that I listened to was um Black Widow. I love Eric. Eric Man. So oh my God. He is a beast with the pen. I don't know who doing his stories, but they be on the money. He writes in um, Brittany, I think her last name is Brittany Lachey. She writes too. He has a little team now. He's like, Eric, I aspire yeah. to be like him. And I've, and I've had the privilege of working with him recently on some other stuff. Oh, good. He's, he's such a beautiful person. I really. I and he just him. had a baby not too long ago. He does. Well, Dory, he's he Oh, my God. He too. spit him out. <laughs> <laughs> he spit him out. So. Um, since this is your first time on Wine Time, you know I'm gonna ask three icebreaker questions. So um the first question is if you can instantly become an expert in something, what would it be? You know what? I want it to be parenting. <laughs> you know what? I think we learn as we go along. So I don't think we ever going to be experts in that shit. <laughs> Never. But I want to be because goodness gracious. <laughs> well, I'm just going to say that you ain't seen nothing yet. You wait to, to, to high school and boyfriends and you wait. Oh, God, just wait. And this is the thing I think I'll spoil because with Gaz's son, he was just was so mild and mellow the whole entire time. And this chick is already <laughs> like, she's already come. The other day, she told me I was dishonoring God because she caught me twerking. Oh! Yeah. And she said, that's dishonoring. And it was on her dad. And she looked at him like, how are you going to let her do this? You know? Oh, <laughs> like, my God. Care. See, or, these new kids is different. They're so different, so different. And then she pinched me hard, and I told her she wasn't a nice person, and she needs to go think about her actions. She started crying because she does not like to be dismissed. So she's crying, and then I, she yelled from the corner. She's like, but God says you're supposed to love your enemies. What? Oh. <laughs> y'all in for it. <laughs> That's all I got to say is that y'all is in for it. And I bet you her father spoiled her, don't he? Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. You should see the first time he spanked her, they both came down the stairs crying. Like it was, I was like, this ain't gonna work. Uh, <laughs> he, he, see, he looked so tough and stern that I can't see him being, you know, soft with her or soft with anybody because he just, you know, he got that trainer body and face like, <laughs> like a lion. <laughs> That is exactly him until she makes this face and then she trans he she transforms him in a way that no other person on this earth can. It makes me jealous, it makes his son jealous. It it is amazing their relationship. Well she the mermaid, you ain't the mermaid. Look, look, I ain't nothing. I fell down the stairs when she was little. I was holding her, he and he came and picked her up and was like, my baby, and I'm all crumpled up on the floor. I mean, she and was the first one he was supposed to get. <laughs> no, he, uh, I'm the one stuck between the stairs. She's sitting up laughing. I'm hurt. Not her. He, he got to make sure the baby good. So my next question is, if you could eliminate one thing from your daily routine, what would it be and why? 
Golly. I want to eliminate like three things. All right. What three things? Cooking, (laughs) cleaning, and washing hair. (laughs) You wash hair every day? I don't wash hair every day, but when I do, it's such an ordeal. It is an ordeal. Well. Beyond, like her hair is massive. I mean, that comes with the part of being a mom and having a girl, like. You know, Sunday for me, I had three girls, three little girls at one time, and mm-hmm. I blocked everything off. Sunday after church, I did hair all day long. I washed it, blow dried it, braided it for the week, and that was it on Sunday. Don't ask me to do nothing on Sunday because I ain't doing it. God bless you. And that's the thing. I have so many projects. And then her a three, I can't imagine. I didn't even want the one. <laughs> okay, let's talk about that. Well, she here now. So, here. and she made she, here, I like. She let you know she here too. She is. She's like, oh, you don't want a girl? Let me be everything a girl is for you. Plus more. <laughs> right. So, my last question is what made you want to do a podcast? And why did you name it Dirty Talk? So what made me want to do Dirty Talk was truly to promote the book. So that's why I started. I thought it was a good way for me to get my name out there and get exposure. And Gaza told me, I think I may have mentioned this before. He was like, you're not going to be a writer if you start this podcast stuff. You're going to end up being a podcaster. And I was like, you don't know what you're talking about. This is a means to an end. I want to, like, this is the best way for me to market and get exposure. I've been reading about podcasts and this and this, and, and there's no one doing this. I thought that that was going, to, and he was so right. I started podcasting, and I got hooked. And I've been writing the sequel to the book for the past year, and I'm still in the same chapter that I probably was on at the end of last year. I mean, so, podcasting is addictive. It really is. But did you think about talking the book out and recording it and then go back and type it? I do. I do. And I have some scenes that are like that. But my imagination is so random. Like if I don't write something down and I'm not very structured, that story will end up somewhere that doesn't make any sense because I would have made up so much stuff in the midst of me talking. I am... I have to be structured in my thought because I travel to several different places. And if I start talking, yeah, it's not going to be a good look. I wish. <laughs> well, <laughs> at least you honest shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, when we discuss goals, that book should be on it. On the list. Uh- Oh, see, oh, see, you're regulating for the public. I see for the public, absolutely. You know, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get you together. I don't care. That should be part of it. And if it's not a short term goal, it should be a mid year goal. End of 2021 is what I have set my mind to as of now. Period. Now, what you gonna do about it in between time? Like the months, the quarters. Like, okay, this month I'm gonna have like two chapters done. By the end of the first quarter, I'm gonna have six chapters done. 
I'll send you the itinerary so you can check in on me. Then. That's the only way. <laughs> Period. <laughs> right. That's what I'm talking about. Shoot. So this season, I'm um, introducing Shady Shit of the Week. So this segment is where you can call out any shady shit you've seen this week. It could be personal, something you saw online, social media, TV, out and about. And I believe we got the same shady shit (laughs) this week. So let's just go ahead and talk about the shady shit, (laughs) y'all. Okay. I'm just going to run down my favorite lines. And anybody who's listening, you should know what I'm talking about because you should be aware of what's going on in this political environment. Putin's puppet, this clown. Um, can I get my time back? <laughs> I mean, what you doing about the about the um the race? The, hey, hey, fellas, um, hey, what are you doing about um, you know the condemning racism that part? Yes. Yeah, and he was like, "Hey, um, hey, proud boys, um, stand tall and stand back," or something random he said. But he never condemned white supremacists. But he, um, and then his son had the nerve to say there was just misspeaking. Yeah, but you want to know what my favorite line of the night was? And I and I literally had tears in my eyes from laughing so hard because it's not funny, but it's fucking funny. This nigga said. I bought football back. You know, if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't be watching football. Like, nigga. The country is in shambles. And you talking about you bought fucking football back? Oh, my gosh. Or the 300 judges. I've appointed 300 judges. That's a record. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 And he had more jobs than Obama. You're a liar. Because the guy just, the, the commentator guy just told you to your face that in, in Obama's last three years in presidency, he had more jobs than, you know, you have right now. The whole fucking country is on unemployment, you might as well say. And he's going to say he made more jobs for anybody. No, when he said, well, Obama, he, he took it over and the economy was way down here. All he had to do was turn the lights on and things yeah. went up. Yeah, yeah. You had a booming economy, so it should have gone up way more. It is harder to pick that. Oh my god, everything about it. It was the best debate I've ever seen, though. It was it was and foolishness, but man, man the entertainment it, level was on ten. It was the funniest. It and and it's the crazy part is that this guy really thinks that he he's running the country like the reality show. He really is. That's how he is, and. At this point, it's every person for themselves because, I mean, Biden is a better candidate, but to me, he fumbles his words too much. He's not eloquent at all. He fumbles his words too much. And he old as shit, too, standing up there. Like, I'm looking at him like, do do he even got four years left in him, honestly? Exactly. Well, we'll get our first black woman president if he falls to the wayside. And I'm here for it, okay? <laughs> my favorite um, meme today, well, it's not my favorite, but my favorite meme about Biden, they said that he looked like he was half alive. And I really agreed with that. Like he did. He looked like he was struggling and he was mustering all of his strength to remain aware and cognizant the entire time. And that part is pretty frightening. Yeah. And I feel like. He knows what he want to say, but 
he's so old that if he don't try to hurry up and get it out, he's going to forget. And he's fumbling over his words. Like, he really makes sense if you listen to him, but he's he's forgetting what he's supposed to say at a certain time. And it's like, Biden, speak the fuck up now. We, we the, the whole country is looking at you, sir. <laughs> Well, he he came through at one point where it mattered, and that's when Trump really came at his son Hunter, I believe. Yeah, about like, getting know, the money. Yeah, and he was like, yeah. you know what, my son, the, all these things are not true. And I'm going to tell you something about my son. He did have a drug problem, just like many other people did, but he kicked it. And at that point, I really felt an emotional connection to him. Like he, I was like, you know what, the fact that he admitted that he had a, because Trump would never admit if one of his children had a problem. Hell no. And the fact that he... He got a problem. Shit, he don't admit it. Did you see how angry he was? Melania came up there and was like, it's okay. And he's like... Yeah. And she don't even want to be bothered with this guy. Like, half the time, he be trying to grab her hand. She snatching her hand back. And you see when they when the wives did come up there, she stood off to the side a little bit. Biden's wife was hugging all on him and kissing him. Melania don't <laughs> fuck with Trump like that. She just here for the money. That's what the fuck she here for. But her shoes were off the chain. I will tell you that. Yeah, she, 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 she dressed nice, but she ain't no Michelle. No, she's not. Like, who can ever be? I don't think <laughs> nobody can ever top Michelle wardrobe. She came. She was. She was. She she slayed every time. Mm-hmm. Every time. But that was some real shady shit last night. Like, and I never really sat and watched a debate before. But that one right there. What a way to pop your cherry, y'all. Man. I mean, I was like, I mean, I had tears in my eyes. And it was when he just said the football shit, I was like, what the fuck do this got to do with anything that's going on in the country? You sitting up here, like, Biden is telling you, like, what are you going to do to, you know, help the less fortunate, the people that are struggling? And this nigga said, well, I bought football back. Like, okay, nigga. So? <laughs> football is an outside sport. <laughs> right. Like, what the heck? Oh, oh man, he's my special. God. At the, he started the night. Okay, I just want to, I know this is petty as hell. But he started the night, like, at a yellow orange. Did you notice? And then by the end of the night, he was, like, a solid red orange. He was. He, was, he got dark. Man, <laughs> he was tanned. By the end of the night, I didn't even know that that, oh that you can talk to each other like the way they was talking to you. I thought you had to remain professional. Like I said, I never saw a debate before because I'm not really into politics like that. But I'm trying to see where where the country is heading right now because we we this is a shit show. A total. This is a real total. live shit show. But you'll never be able to watch a debate again because this is unlike anything else. Like, if you watch the one between Kamala and Mike Pence, you're going to be so let down because it's not going to have the same entertainment level. So if you're looking for entertainment in any other debate going forward where Trump is not involved, it's not going to be like this. I almost believe that the next debate will not be like this because they're going to coach Biden to not fall into it the way he did this time. Yeah, he fell into his trap. Because Trump is the type of person that he wants to get underneath your skin and he say certain shit to get a rise out of you. <clears throat> See, I couldn't be standing over there and, and doing a debate with him because I would have hauled off and smacked the shit out of him with his track showing. You saw the, the meme with his track showing? <laughs> yes. 
how do you kindly tell your president that his track is just Nigga, get a new oh. toupee. <laughs> but oh that was the shady shit of the week, y'all. And um, right now, 2020 has just been shady, period. So throw the whole mm-hmm. year away. Like, we don't, this is the year that we should never discuss. But seriously, all the people we lost who were important to us in our communities, mm-hmm. it's just so many different things. But Yeah. Oh, actually, and one more thing. I- this guy, did you miss the part when he said that, um, Corona was all po- was all political. Everything about the virus is political. Yes, I couldn't believe him. And, he's, and then everybody's at home like, "See, I told you." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is wild. And you know, and oh the, the people that's riding his coattail, y'all just as dumb as as he is. Y'all probably was sitting home with your "Make America Great Again" outfits on, just clapping and shit, and the rest of the world is looking like this shit right here is unbelievable because it really was unbelievable. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't it's believe unbelievable. What you just said outfits yeah. killed me because you didn't say hats. You said outfits. I just was imagining them in full like body suits. <laughs> <laughs> you know they got their hats on, their t-shirts and shit. I done seen Make America Great Again socks and shit. Like they going too far with this shit. Fuck Trump and all that other shit, too. And whoever is a Trump supporter, I mean, if y'all listen to one time, I'm sorry, but I don't like your boy. And that's just on period, okay? So, um, today's topic is can past lovers remain friends? Yes. Hey guys, I'm Juicy from the Mind Triggers podcast, letting you know where you can get your fix of real, raunchy, and raw. Make sure you tune in and catch our comedy podcast on multiple streaming platforms such as Apple, Google, Spotify, and more. And by the way, don't forget to check us out on Instagram at mind underscore triggers for some behind the scene lives and unseen footage. Remember, the whole team gotta win. Today we are going to discuss can past lovers remain friends? So, um, you know, your good girl star Danielle, she got a habit of sending me memes and shit, and you know, for me to post and stuff. And when she sent me this one, I said, "Oh, I'm not posting this one. I'm gonna use this one as a topic." And who better to discuss it than you? Oh, me. <laughs> so how do you feel about past lovers remaining friends? Do you think it will cause problems in the new relationship? Or um, can you remain friends but be respectful with it? So you probably hit where I was going with the last statement of remaining friends but being respectful with it because a friend doesn't necessarily have to be a bosom buddy where you guys are on a frequent basis and hanging out with one another but it could be that you guys share friend groups still so you guys would be in the mix with one another and you're not going to go there and avoid them the entire night because you are now in a new relationship so I guess that's kind of my idea of what it looks like. But on the other hand, if you guys share a child, 
Yes. You absolutely should be friends. So that's my thought on them being able to. And I, when I think about Gaza and his son's mother, they are almost like, I know it sounds weird now, but they're almost like brother and sister at this point because of the family dynamic and everything that we've been through over the course of the relationship. They are incredibly close to one another. And I've, I'm a witness to it and I'm privy to it and I don't have any type of fear or anguish about their relationship. So there's that piece too. Well, that's, I'm sorry, I had to go to another room. So that is, um, I have to agree with you because if you do have to co-parent with someone, then you have to remain, I mean, you don't have to be friends, but you have to be cordial. And depending on the reason of the breakup, I believe that you still can remain friends with someone. Um, could I be friends with someone after we broke up? Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't think I could, but I would want to be, I, me personally, I would want to remain friends with my husband. Reason being that we've been together for so long that I don't see him not being in my life and I don't see him not being my friend but I don't think he would be willing to be friends if we were to you know go our separate ways I don't think he would want to remain friends with me that's kind of interesting because I I am sure that he would um Gaza would still be my friend because of the kids I know that for sure but I would say beware to any woman who came in his life because I can't see myself not trying to have sex with him still. I mean, at least you're honest. What I'm up to. Because I will, I will always be flirting with him. I will always try times until I die. So that's I mean, just that. So whoever you are, if he does ever leave me, just know that I am definitely a threat to your relationship. I'm, I hope you find this podcast. <laughs> I hope you find this podcast and listen to what I said. <laughs> but I will, I will, I really would like for us to be friends. But um, our kids is—I don't see us being friends strictly because of the kids, because they're all at the age where they can, you know, communicate with their dad on their own. Like he doesn't have to like go through me to speak to the kids or they don't need permission to, you know, ask him if he can pick them up and stuff because they're all, they, everybody's, well, two out of four is grown and the youngest two, they're not baby babies. So, you know, I think, I don't think he would talk to me. I think he would speak to them directly, but I would still want to be friends with him. And it's funny because we made a joke the other day and it was like, um, well, if we was to get a divorce and we and we in the house, um, neither one of us has to leave. You just stay in your quarters and I stay in my quarters. <laughs> and, okay, and I'm like, uh, I'm like, well, I'm not gonna cook for you or nothing. He was like, oh yeah, you're gonna cook for me or you're gonna see somebody in the kitchen cooking for me. And I'm like, if this bitch thinks she gonna come in my house and cook, she got another fucking thing coming. Like no no guess. I'm like okay, we could we could be separate, and you go to your room, and I go to my room. But there's no guess, ain't no sexing up in the house. If you want to go mess with somebody, do that outside the house. Don't bring nobody to the house. But you know, we we have little 
side conversations and jokingly all the time. But I would be a bitch ass if she thinks she's gonna come in here and cook in my kitchen, okay? Seriously, I'll just be sitting there like like I'm just waiting for him to um show her where the pots are. I I will melt these pots. <laughs> I will beat you in the head with a pot. How about that? Both of y'all. Cause in the end, but I do think that economically sometimes it's better to do it that way if you guys mm-hmm. can, right? If you guys have been together for so long and all of your finances are tied into one another, divorce is a very expensive thing and one person and most of the time both people end up very broken and it's hard to rebuild. It is. And it's, it's, it's tragic. I mean, I don't see it in my future because, you know, I'm married and that's it. But if it was to happen... I wouldn't want it to be a nasty situation and drag on and all this other stuff. I mean, you go your way, I go my way, you take this, I take that, and we'll be done with it. And that's just on period. Because at that point, I don't. I probably won't have no more fight left in me. Really? Indeed. Like, I would never... That was one thing that I told myself I wouldn't do, only because I saw my mom kind of do this and that was like kind of plead and reason with my dad for their relationship and initially I was like hey she's you know you know she's fighting for her marriage but in the end I was like I don't I can't do that I I refuse to do that and if he wants to leave please know that I will go and with such peace to the point that you'll be wondering where I am that's how much peace I'll leave with because I'm not going to beg you or I'm not going to try to convince you as to why we are good together or why I'm a good choice for you. I've demonstrated that over the course of X amount of years, who I am, the value I intend to bring, how I can upgrade you and how I will allow you to upgrade me. If for you, then there's nothing else that I can say at this point. I'm not going to say, oh, well, now I know the one thing I didn't do was anal sex, so now let's do No, I'm not doing anything yeah. else. I've given you the best of me, and now you don't want that yeah. to But yeah, over time, once you know things start happening and you we are back at PC, I'm still going to try to <laughs> like, but- <laughs> I mean, I feel you on that, but I don't think that... um. And see, that's the problem, too. You the problem, Angel. You the problem why other people can't have successful relationships because you in the background, like, I'm still going to fuck him. So, and what? <laughs> and, and what are you going to do? Where is he? Oh, yeah, he's asleep. You want me to get him for you? <laughs> you need to bring him oh, my gosh. I'll let him I didn't think you was, I did not think you was toxic. You right up there with the toxic duo. We're going to have to make a triplet. We're going to have to make it a trio. But, but this oh, the whole idea is that he will not the I can't imagine, I really I say all this in jest because I cannot imagine Gaza leaving me. I can't I can't like, if not, that would be the end. And I know, oh, your life shouldn't be in your men. Your life, you know, I've, there's so many things that, you know, women empowerment and women movements say you should be. But 
I truly believe that when we came together, we became one. And there is no me without him, and there's no him without me. And I feel like I am life bonded to him, period. So anything that he came to me for, I can't see myself denying him that. Period. I can't. I mean, you know, they made a they made a whole point. show about you, the good wife. <laughs> So, have you had any relationships before Gaza? Oh yes, I did, and I and they were incredibly toxic relationships that I needed um, to help me understand what I was getting when I met Gaza, who is imperfect. He is not like you were mentioning earlier. He is not the sweetest guy. He was very sweet while we were dating, but you guys will see if you listen to Murder Made in Lion, he flipped the switch. That little whole flip the switch thing. You know, yeah, they do what they gotta true. do to get you. Like they do what they gotta do to get you. And then he after flipped. that, it's surprise, this me. Surprise. I mean, but at Super least you was able but... to know, you know, like date prior and then find out you know, what you had in him that you didn't have in other people. Because some people don't get a, a chance to date, mm-hmm. and I am some people. <laughs> right, because you've been with your husband since you were, like, what, six? <laughs> 14. I'm 37. <laughs> like I said, too. Y'all be- <laughs> I don't know what it is to go date a nigga. Mm-mm. It's- and I dated somebody, but the guy one take played on Mermaid. He, I was 19 years old and he was 43. And I'm telling you everything I learned. I learned how to be a woman with him through everything that he did. He cheated on me all the time. And I was such an idiot, like to the point where some, I found like some secret deodorant under his, um, sink one time. I was like, who's is this? He was like, oh, that's mine. I was like, you bought Secret? He was like, yeah. You know, it's good to switch brands every now and then. You know, you shouldn't just keep wearing the same deodorant or like different toothbrushes. If he don't and, get know, the fuck out of, of like, here, he was trying to he was trying to lay it on you hard. He did lay it on me and I stayed in that relationship until I was 22 years old. And <clears throat> It was off and on. He would break up with me, obviously, when he really wanted to try to pursue something else that still kind of, like, you know, dangle me along. And But if I wouldn't have had all of those experiences with him, I don't think that I would have been open-hearted and open-minded enough to understand what Gaza needed and actually be able to provide what was necessary for us to build a foundation for our relationship. Because I was under the gods of perfection with my parents at the time like my parents in my mind had the most perfect marriage so their divorce just swept me under so this whole idea of being friends with exes I was totally against it because every relationship that I saw breaking around me had to do with that person going back to someone that they were with previously so I say like oh yeah I'll still do it like yeah I would probably continue the cycle because I'm a toxic idiot person but that's what I consistently saw. So when I met Gaz, I was like, hey, you know, you can do things. I understand that men cheat. I believe that men cheat. I'm wholeheartedly, they're going to do that. You can't cheat with someone that you already know. Oh. That's a, 
So y'all got an open marriage, no. or you he you just know that it's possible. Like we do not have an open marriage because he you want to. How did the mermaid die? How did a mermaid drown? <laughs> you know what, Angel? I'm not playing with you today. Okay, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not playing with you today. I'm not doing it. <laughs> it's not a situation. You, you guys have seen. You guys seen guys. <laughs> no, he's not playing that. He, he doesn't share with. Okay, me. so so it's safe to say that you're not friends with none of your exes. Uh, there's one that I am friends with only because he is a family friend. Oh, okay. And Gaza and Gaza tolerates that, but we don't talk to each other. His number is not in my phone. I Gaza has made me change my telephone number, so I don't think he has my new number. So he just cordial when you see him. Yeah, when I see him, he's very cordial. He's nice. He's gone on. He's had other children. Oh. Other children. We don't have any children. But okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's got a whole new relationship. For me, my parents got married. They're not divorced. They're still married, but they're not together. But they're friends. They're cool as hell. Mm -hmm. And then, and you got it. And now I know for sure I won't go to hell. Look, I'm just not going to divorce him. So then when I have sex, the marriage bed is undefiled. (laughs) I ain't doing nothing wrong. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't understand. Like they they've been married for I'm 37. They've been married for 33 years, and they're not together. But they still cool as hell. Like I think I don't know if I would want to still be married and not be with you no more. Like I think I'm gonna get a, just go ahead and get a divorce. Like you still be friends after that, but they crazy. Neither one of them is like. Trying to get it. They chilling. So this is the thing. I, you've never ever fantasized about having your own space again? I've I never have. had my own space ever. I never, I never, I never, I never, I never lived by myself. I mean, as far as like, if you heard me talk previously, um, my husband, he, he's been in jail a few times, but that's the only time that we ever been separate. Like as long as he was on the street, right. we was together. I never, I never lived so alone. Is- I never did anything alone. So gosh, you never, oh, yeah, because you had your baby. Yeah. Um, so she probably was sleeping in the bed with you. Because I'm telling you, that cool side of the mattress, I fantasize. The, when he goes on business trips, I'm like, how long? Because that is a night I'm going to sleep on both sides of the bed. Oh, my gosh. I mean. Be, when I go to get dinner, I only got to make it for me? What? Girl. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I've, 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 I've been on business trips myself for like a week at a time. And those were, those weeks was tragic. Like, when is you coming home? <laughs> the kids, him, everything. And the kids would be like, mommy. Daddy's so depressing when you're not here. Like, and I'm like, oh, okay. You know, because sometimes as a as a mother, a wife, or whatever, you want your free time and you want your time apart and stuff like that. But then it's like, okay, I'm ready to go back home now. But I never like now, right now, because I guess because of quarantine, like I really need to go somewhere by myself. I'm ready to check into a hotel alone and stay the weekend by myself. <laughs> 
<laughs> by myself, and I don't care. Period. It, look, but I'm I actually during I've enjoyed the quarantine for the most part, and probably because we've created this project together during this time, and it's another dynamic for our relationship. Exploring, and we're a lot more open and talking, a lot more, but. <clears throat> I can tell you, though, I still wouldn't mind having the bed to myself. Period. And see, this is and this is why we have to plan the retreat, the women's retreat, so we could get on and lead these kids and these niggas home. Mm -hmm. Have our own bed. Yes, go about our business, okay? Well, you know. It's been a pleasure, and you're not going to be a stranger because you're going to come back, and we're going to talk to each other later, tomorrow, or whatever. But in the meantime, you got to tell the audience where to find you, when your episodes release, all your social media platforms, and go. Well, you can find me on Thursdays in Yasha's comments on her live at <laughs> 7.30. <laughs> I don't know what page is sliding in, but you can see me there because I'm going to be in most of the time. I have to end up getting off because Gavin and I end up recording something, but I'm there generally for the first 30 to 45 minutes. I try to stay the whole hour if you don't bother me. And then the next place that you can find me is on my own social media platforms. So the first one would be Dirty Talk podcast and that's dirty with the U because I'm in the A folks so that's a little bit of a little seven swag on it but I'm from California originally I just reside in the A and I'm stuck here because of the man I married all right then on the mermaid and the lion pod you can find me it's there we have lots of good videos that we post about the show if there's going to be a giveaway or anything like that going on you can get all the updates right there on that page and i'm on twitter here and there at mermaid lion underscore pod i'm not super duper active because i still don't get twitter that much me either girl <laughs> you can definitely find me on i call me old whatever i'm a granny i don't care <laughs> well i am a granny and i still don't understand twitter i don't give a shit my stomping grounds is Instagram. Ask me anything about Instagram and I got you. Don't ask me shit about Twitter because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't feel like learning. I just got on social media last year for the very first time. I didn't have, and I still don't And it's been a journey just learning this because I'm not really into it. I'm actually like forcing myself to interact in this way and Gaza wants me to be more present and more visible which you guys already know I'm not I know you hide you hide your face a lot you like you like you like her (laughs) the singer her (laughs) yes she is me she is me I am her (laughs) at least she's starting to come out now I mean in due time when you feel comfortable show the people all that beauty Once I get these braces. Oh, Angel, bye, Angel. Okay. But it's been a pleasure. It has. It's always a pleasure, y'all. Thank you. Thank you. you. Thank 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 you. Thank
Everything's good, everything's 